just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen eight episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Emily and I've seen 187 episodes of One Tree Hill seven times over. (laughs) And tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode eight, The Search for Something More. Luke, you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Did you hear that? We're media. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 8, The Search for Something More. Dom, this is an incredibly special episode, as we are joined by Emily from Oklahoma, who, like me, is a super fan and is joining us as a guest host on this episode. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. It's our absolute pleasure. Thank you. And Dom, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. I'm really pleased to have uh, Emily on with us today um, and get someone else's views on One Tree Hill. Like, obviously within the first eight episodes because I'm, I'm not allowed any spoilers uh which i'm sure simon has has trained you well or versed you well on on that already <laughs> via yeah. the instagram uh, but no it's really exciting to be able to hear uh someone else's views other than my own and um someone else that can say they can't tell me <laughs> <laughs> that's been my biggest thing worrying is i'm going to spoil something that's just my biggest concern right now <laughs> he'll just he'll just cut you off straight away well. Okay. <laughs> well emily this is actually the part where you need to take a, a promise a vow that you promise not to spoil dom okay yeah. do i need to like raise my right hand and like swear in like they do in court or got a bible anyway yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i promise i won't we trust you we trust you emily. okay we in know. emily we trust Emily is good people, I know. (laughs) So, Emily, tell us about how you got into One Tree Hill. Like, how did you get into it? When did you first watch it? Like, why does the show mean so much to you? Yeah, so um, my best friend, Allison, she actually was the one that told me that I would really like the show. And um, I put off watching it. She told me this in, like, we were juniors in high school. And so I put off watching it and put off watching it until our senior year which was 2013 was when I started watching the show. And so I think I've watched it every year since I graduated high school. So, yeah. And what was like, what first grabbed you with it? Like, was there a certain character that you sort of identified with or, you know, what is it about the show that you love so much? Well, the funny thing is I watched the first episode and I didn't really understand why Nathan stole a bus. That was like my big thing that I harped on. I was like, why is he stealing a bus? <laughs> but the second episode came and Brooke came in and she was who I really resonated with and really liked. So 
yeah, Dom, we have that in common. <laughs> I love that. That's the same as yeah. me. Like, as soon as Brooke entered the show, I was just like, yes, she's brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. And then when you've watched it, you know, on repeat viewing, uh, has it then changed, you know, what characters you like or has it been very consistent that, you know, the, the first time you watched it, those are the characters that you still like on, you know, your seventh watch? Well, as I get older, my opinions have changed so many times over the course of me watching. And um, for the most part, yeah, Brooke is still one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, it kind of flip-flops between Nathan and Haley in like second and third place. They're my two other favorites. And then Lucas and then Peyton. Well, no, Peyton and then Lucas. <laughs> Ooh, so. interesting, interesting. I like, Peyton gets better. I promise, Peyton gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, based, is that based on my views of her so far being so miserable? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. She's a hard character, but I I think she gets better and she really shines within like what, later on in the show. Like there's some good seasons for her. Yeah. Coming up. You're, you're, so we, we did like a bonus episode earlier, which we yes. re- release on Patreon. And um, one of the people that reached out to us on Instagram talked about how much they like Peyton or how important Peyton is to them. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice to have that opposite view from like mine at the moment being, oh God, she's a bit of a nightmare, isn't she? And a bit hard to handle. Um, and Simon's being kind of in that sort of similar place as well. Um, and what I really like is that all three of us have really different favorites. So uh, yeah. Simon is super in love with Chad Michael Murray and loves Lucas. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Nathan is kind of up there. Whitey is like, oh, Whitey's like great. he's out there. Do you know what I mean? He's like MVP for me every, every week, even if he's not in it. <laughs> um, but, but Nathan is kind of up there for me. Um, and Nathan's up there for you and Peyton. But like Haley was quite low for me in, in terms of the, of the standings mm. at the moment. And part of my discussion around that is the fact that I haven't seen enough from her. I want more Haley, And if I had more Haley, I'd probably, she'd probably like shoot way up the table. But at the moment, it's just, she's quite low because it's, she flits in and out of episodes. Even, even episodes um, that she's quite heavily involved in the storyline. She's still not heavily involved in the episode. Mm-hmm. But she has a yeah. very important episode tonight. Haley does. does. Yes, yeah, she does. And we can get on to all of that. I mean, it is interesting, and obviously we can relate on this, Emily, in terms of when you're watching it, knowing what happens in the nine seasons, mm-hmm. and then seeing Haley in these first, you know, few episodes, it's very interesting knowing where she's going to end up in her character trajectory. Uh, like I completely see what Dom's saying, but we also know, you know, where she's going to go. Yeah. So it's very difficult to, you know, not say anything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to jump in then to our character journeys. So, Emily, you obviously know how this goes. We're going to go take a character one at a time Mm -hmm. and uh, go through what happens with them in the episode and then talk about Dom's predictions, talk about what what you think of them, you know, in in these episodes and take it like that. So as our guest, Emily, what character would you like to start with? Um, well, I I have my notes. I'll show you. I oh, have- I got notes. Oh, wow. Oh, I love it. Uh, that is easy. Do you want to see yeah. mine? <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just so many notes. It's just an envelope with names on it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I kind of have like Lucas and Peyton and Brooke kind of in the same category because their storylines intertwine. And same with Haley and Nathan. They're kind of, their storylines are intertwining. And then I didn't really write much for Keith or Dan or, or Deb. They're kind of like in there too. But I mean, mm, let's start. We can start with Brooke. Because I feel like with, when the episode opens, it's Brooke and Peyton, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start e- with Brooke. And- Excellent. Okay. Well, so we we start with Dom so that he can he can sort of remind us, and then we'll come over to you, Emily, and uh, and yeah, let's go. So Dom, Brooke. I'm so happy we started with Brooke because <laughs> this would have been my absolute starting point as well. If it would just be me and Simon, I'd be like, we need to start with Brooke because yes. I went in very hard on Brooke last week and I think she is she's putting in she's putting in steps to repent yes and um fix her karma and that's kind of the whole point of her episode isn't it yes um she really shows herself as a good friend too this episode yes and we actually we've now seen two sides of the Brooke coin so she was always been kind of that on edge character for me where she like I've discussed before she sees everything she connects the dots she knows what's going on and I've also talked to like reference her being the, as like being the conscience of the show mm-hmm. um and then in the last episode in episode 7 Simon basically got a shotgun out and shot me down like a duck out of water kind of thing you know it was horrendous and I thought that's it Brooke is is done for me now um and i'm so glad that we got to this episode and she is in my eyes totally redeemed herself oh wow okay (laughs) well emily what about in your opinion does what brooke goes through in this episode does she redeem herself with you for what happened in the previous episode yeah i think she does mainly because you know she went and she she planned a whole date for nathan and Haley, and she fixed that situation that she ruined pretty much and she, um, when when Peyton gets drugged, she calls Lucas, and Lucas is there to help her and help Brooke too. And just even the way that she opens up, whenever that her and Lucas are talking, that is a different side of Brooke that we haven't got to see yet. And one of my favorite sides of Brooke is Von Rook Davis. So, yeah, I think she does redeem herself. Yeah, I I can I can see that. I mean, the moments we get at the end of the episode, we're jumping all over the place a little bit here, but where she's in the pickup truck with Lucas and she sort of gives him like a little kiss on the cheek and it very much is showing this softer side. It almost feels like Brooke hasn't felt in herself before. It almost feels like that she hasn't been treated with this kind of uh, sincerity before from from boys or men or young adults as we like to say and uh it yeah it seems like she's seeing something in lucas that she hasn't seen in anyone in someone before and yeah i think being vulnerable allowing herself to be vulnerable i think that's really important what you just said there emily but we we've we've had a touch on and a kind of juxtaposition uh, of Haley and lucas's kind of first encounter together alone when she says one you don't know me two you don't know me and this is brooks you don't know me moment you she has that really nice tender moment with him and says 
it's because you don't know me. <laughs> Stop laughing. He's laughing at me. I'm not laughing at him. We have this moment <laughs> in every single episode where I laugh because I'm loving that we're having such a serious conversation about this because, Emily, I've never had these conversations before. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, had these, have you had these conversations before? So you, your friend that recommended the show to you, have you been able to have these in-depth conversations with her? Not necessarily with her. My little sister, I got her into the show, and her and I have had a lot of good conversations about the show. And um, being just a fan on Twitter and Instagram, you find a lot of fan accounts, and everybody is so passionate about their views on the show. <laughs> so you, you can have a lot of conversations that yeah <laughs> it overwhelms me in a good way sometimes yeah. <laughs> so i'm sorry don please continue uh well so brooke at the beginning wakes up she st struggles to remember what happened from the night before so it's just an immediate carry on from the last episode where she was a bit of a drunken mess and horrible um and she says at that time like how did i get here paint says oh it's two weeks in a row that you've um gone out and got hammered and can't remember what you're doing and this is the realization that her karma is wrong she needs to do something different and in this episode i think she absolutely absolutely does that and i'd said to you my prediction do you remember what my prediction was for her last last you week? said yeah your prediction was that she was gonna try and make up for what has happened in this show in but, this in this episode sorry but it'd be led by other people so you i said, said it'd nathan be nathan would, like drag her. her yeah but he didn't do that and that's we'll get to that we'll get to that when we discuss him but <laughs> Um, with Brooke, I thought it was so bold and brave and, you know, okay, fine, tail between her legs, but she absolutely knew what she'd done wrong and she was grown up enough to sort it out. And even when um, Haley and Nathan both said, uh, no, it's kind of it, it's done for now, she didn't give up. And she mm. was like, no, no, I need to fix this. I know what to do. And she just does it. And it was brilliant. And just all her interactions with kind of saving the day with Peyton and getting Lucas involved and kind of bringing them two together has brought her and Lucas much closer together. And for the first time, we see the real Brooke. And all she ever had to be was the real Brooke to kind of find that connection with someone. And now she's... I can see that connection with, with Lucas. Yes. Making me laugh. Oh, Every dude. time you look at me, it's almost like pride. It's a very strange feeling. <laughs> it is pride. It's pride that... It, you get it, Emily. It's pride that he's understanding. He's getting the show. Yes. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's like, it's like if you're teaching kids maths and then you're like, hey, kid, what's two plus two? And they go, hang on a minute, light bulb, four. Well, guess what? Brooke is vulnerable. She's a real person, okay? <laughs> she has emotions... And sometimes they come out in good ways or in bad. She's flawed, but she's beautiful. Am I right, Emily? Yes, you are very much right. <laughs> what did you think of uh, of her of her uh, sort of journey in this episode? Because I mean, her karma does kind of. We get that good moment of the comedic payback where she's like to the karma gods because yeah. she starts to make out with Abercrombie, as she calls him. And he's actually in high school as well. I mean, what did you think of all of that, Emily? Oh, I thought it was hilarious because she's doing the exact same thing and no one has caught her, caught on that that's what she's, she's also in high school. And yeah, 
no, I thought it was, she had a really good journey throughout the entire episode, but that particular, that, I've always found that funny, but that was <laughs> what happened. Really funny. I love that. Um, do we, should we keep going? Should we go with a different character now? or how? Do, do we want to tie that into Peyton now? Tie it into Peyton? Should we move on with Peyton, Emily? Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be great. Well, let's, let's start with you, Emily. What did, what did you make of Peyton's uh, journey in this episode? Well, it wasn't really a bunch because she was kind of drugged. She was drugged for most of the episode. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like... It didn't really progress her storyline too much, but it whatever ha- what happened to her wasn't a very good deal. And, you know, but... Well, should we talk about Gabe? Yes. Oh, is that his name? His name That's his is name. Gabe. You know, I avoided his name because I thought, oh, this guy just needs to just needs to be dealt with. He <laughs> he is so far in these seven eight episodes, he is the most vile character we've been introduced to, right? He's the worst. I would agree. Same, me too. The worst. Oh, does he does he make a repeat appearance? Uh, we can't say. Oh, we can't say. Not like um, Teresa. She, <laughs> Gabe is nothing like Teresa. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, sorry, Teresa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I mean, so Dom, as a first-time watcher, when Peyton she's in the party, she hears this guy's got his door open and he's listening to different music. Firstly, that says to me that he wants attention. Even though, right, he's acting as if he doesn't, why would you have your door open with with the music on otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. But when yeah, she... that's fair. You think? Okay, cool. That when, yeah. <laughs> when she then goes into the room, she's looking at the vinyl, the music, whatever, he's painting his nails. I mean, what did you... Did you foresee this happening, Dom? Or where did you think this was going to lead? Funny enough, it was as soon as he said, you want a drink? I thought, this is where it gets tense. He's going to shut the door and something's going to be awkward. And I, I wasn't sure about the drugging, but I knew something bad was going to happen. And then as soon as he took the pills out of the little box, I was like, what a dick. This guy, yeah. Someone needs to smash the door down and then smash his face in. Thank God for Chad Michael Murray. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> thank God, thank, Coming th- to Peyton's rescue. Actually, thank God for Sophia Bush. Wow. <laughs> well, what what did what do you what uh, what did you think of of Gabe Emily? Oh, I wrote down, and this is even funny because I'm pretty sure I thought, thought this way the first time. Whenever that you see him painting his fingernails, that was a red flag for me. That that was a lot for me. <laughs> Oh, just yeah, walk straight back out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I really like Peyton's line of uh, she says something along the lines of "I'm into the music, not the uniform." Yeah. Yeah. It's a good line. It's really good. That's a great line. I've never heard it be said like that before, but that's so true. You can be into something. You don't have to, you know, dress in whatever way or do whatever. Well, he he says, "Oh." Um... He makes a comment about her being a high school girl because she said she doesn't want to drink. And uh, she's like, no, nah, and doesn't want to admit it. So, And she says, oh, yeah, I'm a regular cheerleader. And he goes, ha, ah, okay. And then he says, oh, so are you a straight edge? 
I don't know what that means. What does that mean? You don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Straight edge means like you don't do, like Haley. you don't do drugs, you don't drink, you don't party, you're just like a straight edge. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if I was like misreading that or that was something that, some sort of slang that I'm not familiar with. Emily, Dom doesn't know because guess what? He's a straight edge. <laughs> I'm joking. Is you're this, not, is you're this not, what you do? You get not. your one tree hill friends on to bully me. Is this is this what this is? This is what the whole show is about, right? One tree hill. And you're just not, making it happen. It's not about bullying, it's about love. Okay. <laughs> no, you're lovely. This is hazing. <laughs> this is hazing. No, this you're... is one step away from pulling my trousers down. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be in the. Uh, we'll take we're going to take your clothes and uh, put. What do they do? Like hose them down in the locker. <laughs> yeah. Put you in a swampy puddled. <laughs> Can't wait. No, we wouldn't do that. We're not. We're not. We're we're more like the River Court guys. Right. We're not. We're not yes. like. Yeah. We're back in this episode. Yes. They're back. Yeah, they, River Court. they return. Yes, and I wrote, even wrote that on Lucas's word that they they tease him because it's they say it's been a while, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's been like four or five episodes since they've been in the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> they even say to him, "Ooh, you have a cell phone." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, uh, okay, so Gabe. Oh wait, are we are we still Peyton and Gabe, so we're still yeah Peyton and Gabe. Okay. Um. So okay, it starts to go. It starts to go bad. Yeah, he uh, roofies the drink. Um, I mean, Dom, as a first-time viewer, did you think it was going to... Obviously, it's really bad, as it was, but it could have got worse. Like, it was lucky that um, that Brooke and Lucas got there in time before there was, you know, like, real horrible physical um, assault, like, worse than it was. I mean, when you were watching it the first time, Dom, were you thinking it was going to be worse and further than that? Uh, I I wasn't sure this t- this type of show or this kind of show would get to that extreme, so that we, you know, I thought it, if it's going to do it, it would be the after event, so it would still he'd still be getting punched in the face, but um, it might be by a group of people rather than because of the outcome of what he's done. But I a part of me did kind of think this is going to end before it starts, which was you know which I'm pleased that it did. Because I think if we'd gone all the way, um, it it would have had a a really weird downturn. I think on not only the episode but the whole series for me, it would have had like it would have changed. I think changed Just the tone. Absolutely, too dark. yeah, yeah, completely changed the tone. Um, and I, you kind of think Peyton's had enough bad things happen to her in her life. Why, why have we had to add another one? So it was nice that she had her friend looking out for her, and then. Lucas essentially come and save her from that situation and it was a bit of retribution and it was that that was what was nice and sort of draws you back in doesn't it yeah totally (laughs) well uh Emily how did you find the uh retribution of Lucas breaking down the door I mean we'll we'll come back to a bit more of Peyton I suppose but as we're talking about this um was this like a cheer moment when he you know he grabs the guy and punches him etc i mean what did you think of all of that yeah i think that it was needed to be done honestly because just because he he did it to peyton 
he if no, and if nothing happened like if he didn't have any consequences he might have done it to another girl so maybe he might think twice about drugging another girl i hope so i mean he has that kind of horrible line of oh you shouldn't drink so much like when uh brooke takes her out initially and he's sort of like putting on this facade that oh i'm i'm not the bad guy i didn't do anything wrong here um and then obviously later when lucas comes in and he says he says maybe you can help us with this one emily he says get your ra what's an ra a room advisor it's like whenever you live in a dorm room there's um normally like a higher up um person that's probably a couple grades ahead of you that is in charge of the dorms that also is a student so an ra is like a room advisor i think is the the term excellent perfect there we go nice (laughs) nice Um, my sister was an ra in college so i kind of been familiar with that (laughs) oh nice awesome Okay, cool. What did you make of it, Dom? Of uh, of Lucas's, you know, when he he kicks the door down, Just punches the guy. Very quickly back on to Gabe's packet of pills. Yeah, it was the first pill to be popped out of the packet. This is the sort of detail he goes. He's like freeze framing. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't even notice that. It says two things to me. This is the first time, or we've had to start a fresh packet. Mm. I didn't know how to read into this one of, of this character. You would you would hope it was the first time he's got caught out, and he'll never do it again. But I think I think he's experienced, and it's hot. It's really creepy to think like that. It felt like he knew what he was doing, didn't yeah. he? He felt controlled. He didn't feel like he felt like he'd he'd done this many times already. So back to Lucas's entrance then, and kicking the door in. Very heroic and very brave. I kind of feel like Keith needed to come in and punch the guy just because he didn't land the punch on Dan last week. Oh. <laughs> so I think I think yeah. Keith is desperate to punch someone and this would have been the perfect excuse. <laughs> and he wouldn't have been drunk this time. So he yeah. would have probably hit him. <laughs> yeah, and he would have actually landed. It was a good punch from Lucas though. And he hit him twice, didn't he? Like he hit him once and then was like, where's the pills, whatever. And then he wouldn't say hit him again. No, he hit he hits him on the way out, doesn't he? Yeah, as like for good measure. I still think Keith should have punched him. I think I was a bit, <laughs> little bit disappointed with with the punches, to be honest, because you'd hope for for a little bit more. But well, we also then get <laughs> Lucas Payton just kind of you know dazed and yeah drugged and out of it, and then Brooke at the end, and we get these nice moments of. Uh, Lucas and Brooke both staying with Peyton, Googling on the old school computer. Now, I had something to say about this computer. So, uh, Dom knows, uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast, so Emily, you probably know as well, but I I enjoy collecting props, and I have a couple of props from the show. Um, not that computer. Oh, I, I was going to say. <laughs> Is it in here? But... I know the person that has that computer, uh, and it's yeah, it's in it's in Wilmington. There's a shop that's a store that's called Whatever Wilmington, and it kind of it's like a vintage like retro shop or store, and they have it there. It's just on display. It's not for sale, um, but 
I've messaged the guy a few times about trying to buy it. <laughs> I even tried to offer him money just to get the mouse because I thought it would be quite cool to just have that as your mouse to have Peyton's yeah. mouse. Has it still got the ball in it? Do you remember the ball? Oh yeah, so the old school used mouse. To take the, the ball out of the bottom of the mouse. <laughs> well, it's it's got the the sticker on it, so it's got like the on sticker, you know, on the monitor and everything. So yeah, so. This computer exists, and uh, hopefully, potentially, I'm going to convince this guy to sell it to me, and then we could record the podcast on it, and we could Zoom you, Emily, through it. We might, have, that. We might have to do a couple of upgrades and updates. Uh, <laughs> that computer is, what, 15 years old? Yeah, more, <laughs> yeah. like 17. 17 years old, yeah, so uh, I don't think it's going to be doing anything. <laughs> well, Emily... Yeah. <laughs> what what did you think of uh, of those moments towards the end of the episode where like Brooke and Lucas are starting to sort of get a bit closer? Well, without I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> I really enjoy Brooke and Lucas though, like together, and this this is the first time we see them together in any capacity other than her in the backseat of his car or. Um, at the burning boat whenever that he kind of she kind of like rubs up against him or whatever you know and it it's nice to see and yeah I'm going to just leave it at that because I'm afraid I might get a little <laughs> I respect I, I respect that a lot I respect the restraint <laughs> I mean so you could say that you're shipping Brucus yes and yes <laughs> You can say that. You... So, Brucus, we were talking about the ship names, Brooke and Lucas. I mean, mm -hmm. so Dom, let's look. flip it to you. You've got Brucus on one side that's potentially bubbling, and then you've got Leighton on the other side, which is, you know, can we have it all situation, or she, he wants it all. Yeah. Who are you shipping? Who do you want? Uh, Brucus. Ooh. I'd, I'd pick Brucus <laughs> at the moment. But I, I, I think, so there's, men are a bit dumb. We know this. Yep. Uh, and this happens quite a lot. Um, but in this episode, I think we kind of, re like in the previous episode and edging into this episode, we kind of realised that um, Brooke has been a little bit dumb. And she's now realised that she's just herself and honest. That I, th I think she clocks it at the end. If she's, if she's herself and honest... Um, that people will like her more and will kind of fall for her. And I think Lucas is, is falling for her with his comment at the end of, if you like need anything, you call me. Mm. Um, and it was her way again, okay, thanks. And she kind of has that glint in her eye and a bit of a sparkle about her. And, and for me, that's kind of like a light turning on, saying, actually, if I'm not this sort of slutty, idiot slutty might not be the right word but if uh, she's always it didn't feel right it didn't feel right it didn't feel right, didn't feel right hearing she's that. always trying to put herself out there isn't she and, and trying to basically take someone home as particularly well, particularly lucas yeah. right um but in this episode it, it isn't about her anymore she's making it about other people and that has immediately attracted lucas to her so well and i, I want to add i think Brooke is probably gotten with a lot of boys being the way that she was kind of, slutty doesn't feel right to say but that yeah. i feel like that she that's all she knows how to do is to get with a boy so 
yeah and using that as kind of like validation in a way of feeling like uh yeah i by me this is something that i that i i can do um but yeah it's well, not well i've got my theory that she's actually a virgin yeah well did you think of this emily dom has a theory is this that... so this isn't that last episode that you said yeah 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 okay i haven't got to listen yet i don't think you guys <laughs> posted it on patreon yet so unless well, you did today <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow comes out yeah tomorrow. it comes out it comes yeah. out tomorrow yeah <laughs> sorry yeah that's right we're, spo- okay. we're spoiling you <laughs> now emily <laughs> <laughs> well uh well Dom basically this wasn't spoiling it too much but he has a theory that Brooke was acting this way because she's a virgin so she's uh trying to either give the uh perception that she's had had a lot of sex and is experienced and whatever or she's doing it because she wants to you know have sex for the first time um I mean what do you think of that as a theory it's a pretty good theory it's I think it's a good theory. Thank you. I also, think, <laughs> I also think your theory about Keith being Lucas's dad is also a good theory. So oh, I hope these are just massive hints and clues. <laughs> <laughs> He's loving it. It's we've said this a few times. I think when we talked about the concept of this podcast of being, oh, he doesn't know and I know. I don't think we ever thought it would be this much fun. <laughs> like I think we thought, oh yeah, it'll be all right. But with One Tree Hill it's the perfect show for it because there's so many little storylines that interweave that it could go so many different ways. Um, Yeah, I love it. It's it's great. His predictions when they're bang on the money and he doesn't know or they're wildly off and he's so sure. Both of them are brilliant. It's entertaining to listen to as well. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Okay, so... Should we talk about more about Lucas, I guess? We talked a bit about Lucas. Um, where does he begin the episode? He begins... In the record store with Haley. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell us about the record store with Haley, Emily. Oh, well, they're just they're looking at records, and um, Nathan comes in. And so Lucas kind of makes himself sparse. And, yeah, that's about all that happens with Lucas in the record store. There's... Uh... So, Emily, you'll know this, but Dom, obviously, you won't. For a second there, I thought we were going to see another character that doesn't come in yet that... Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to see them. And this is going to be a good introduction to Dom, but it wasn't to be. Not yet. No. I'm Just... so lost. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I could say... Just be aware the record store does come back. That, oh. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, cool. That's right. <laughs> I love it. It's like we, uh, you know, we can gang up on him now with, <laughs> with our with our uh, knowledge. Your One Tree Hill knowledge. Okay. Um, I quite like that Lucas gave Haley the space there because Haley's had had that. She came to Lucas in the last episode, told him that she had feelings for Nathan. And he could have made it awkward, but he was just like, just left him to it. It was quite a mature move, I think. I, I yeah. completely agree. I actually thought um, that Lucas of about two or three episodes ago would have got in his face and gone, hey, you're not welcome here. Get out. You know, kind of she doesn't want to talk to you. Leave her alone. But he's taken this moment to go, kind of, what do you want? 
what's what's right for you and she's like no i've got this i'm fine i can handle him and it was like okay fine but i'm still over there if you need me and i, I thought it was a really nice touch yes it was he knew how to read the the situation in the room too yeah which is showing that he's developing a bit more maturity and he's kind of he's taking that high road isn't he and he's just letting her fight her own battles he's had so much of a struggle with her and Nathan having a relationship because he hasn't got one with him um that it, it's been difficult for him to process and now all of a sudden he's kind of like accepting of it and he's like well she came to me and told me very openly very honestly that she likes him and I need to kind of just let it play its natural course because he I think he knows that he's a bit of a he knows what Nathan is like and is kind of I think he's maybe foreseeing that it's all going to go horribly wrong so he just needs to let that happen organically without his interference so that he's not to blame does that make sense mm-hmm. um yes. that's kind of how I see it I don't want to be that pessimistic really I, I don't think Lucas is probably as pessimistic in his way of thinking so it probably isn't that but just kind of how it felt I guess this goes further to say why episode 6 was actually a 10 like I had suggested because <laughs> because Lucas and Nathan have still sort of, it feels like they've remembered that you know that they came together against Thing Thing the second and the third or whatever it was because he's the third yeah, thing, thing one and then Thing the third because he's the third exactly yes right, Emily what would you have rated that episode it's one of my favorites and i'm gonna say this i really whenever i watch the show i feel like six seven and eight go really good together and i watch them kind of one right after another and it's probably nine or a ten would have been my rating for it i agree i don't well you haven't heard i don't want to spoil it though but on our last episode dom actually went back and marked it up to an eight because he made oh. me mark it down to a seven. He marked <laughs> it up to an eight. Because you understood it as well, right? I got it. Yeah, I got it. I worked it out. I figured, you know, it had to be had to be higher up the, the chain than, than what I let it in for. <laughs> Emily, I have to say, this is one of my favorite experiences of podcasting so far. Because I think that this is, in general, Mighty 90s and uh, Ravens. Because this is... Um, Apart from I'm getting to share the passion with someone that understands it also, but I feel like this is helping Dom even further see that there is a whole army of people that, that feel this way and love this show. And I believe he is becoming one of them. I do. Yeah. Yeah, they're out there and they're loud online. So I'm glad that you're avoiding spoilers and avoiding everything online because they they definitely share their love and they're they're very vocal about their opinions on the show and things that happen so what what amazes me is that we have people that listen to us regularly and they know i know nothing about it and we always say um that i'm not allowed to see spoilers i'm not allowed to look at the instagram and they always send stuff that spoilers to so me though they, but they, they know, know you, it's to me they know yeah. you know it and but they still send it and it always sort of baffles me that these people are so into it and it's it's amazing and i hope you know, once I've watched all 187 episodes, I'm as into it as that. And yeah. I'll know all their little secrets and stuff like that. <laughs> I think what will be fun for Dom is when he's finished and when we finish this, for him to go back and be able to watch it, 
you know, just now knowing everything, especially the way he watches TV shows. Like he can, you like can watch them in quick succession, isn't it? So you have no limits. You can just go straight through them. I, I would have So it's been, this is week eight. So not including our intro episode. Um, so this is, the, this is obviously week eight because it's our eighth episode. And I reckon I would have finished One Tree Hill by now if I was allowed to watch it really? on my my regular routine well that's a good question emily, emily how long when so you're on your eighth watch now if you mm-hmm. wasn't watching it with us for the podcast and you was just watching it just going for it how long do you think it would take you to get from the beginning of season one to the end of season nine probably like three or four months i i think that that's pretty fair yeah i think that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> who needs sleep eh? yeah <laughs> who needs sleep yeah well there's some episodes that you watch them and you're like oh i can't wait to watch the next one because this happened and i gotta know what's gonna happen next and especially with one tree hill you'll you'll see that there's quite a few episodes that you could probably watch the next but you can't because <laughs> you gotta wait i mean I've, I've had that already i've had moments where yeah. i thought oh i'd actually quite like to see what happens next because so this this episode actually i, I want to see what happens next with um brooke and lucas and i want to see what happens next with Haley and nathan i'm not really that fussed about kind of the rest for now it's, it's those four in particular mm-hmm. but i can i can already see a dynamic of of the five becoming a closer unit i don't know whether that happens or not but i, I can kind of foresee that happening as a result of this because the the, the couples that are happening are so different and from different corners of of this story that they're bringing it together mm. um so like nathan's world is entering Haley and lucas's world now and and lucas's world is entering peyton and brooke's world and it's it's all kind of closing and and peyton brooke and Haley have had time together and and that's that gap's closing so i feel all these distances between them are now started really really slowly coming together and you know a prediction i'll put it out there by the potentially by the end of the season is as a five they will be closer connected and potentially go out and do stuff as a group go bowling why not let's go bowling yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's move on then do we have anything else to say about lucas oh lucas has uh and this is going to start to interweave with karen and keith uh, but Lucas uh, is uh, encouraging Karen to go to Italy on the cooking course, the cooking yes. class, right? You just get rid of his mum for six weeks. Oh, is that what you think it is? Seventeen-year-old <laughs> boy who wouldn't want to get rid of your mom for six weeks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Emily knows. <laughs> but can we talk about a very reckless thing that he does? He buys her a plane ticket that is non-refundable on the emergency credit card without first checking that she hadn't already booked a flight herself. Oh, it could have yeah. been two flights. It could have been two flights. Send non-refundable. Keith. Send Keith as Send well. Keith, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, yeah. Then who would... Well, Lucas could just be on his own. And he'd probably rather prefer that, I bet. Peyton's on her own most of the time. Yeah. I think I've, I've got a theory. I reckon Keith's going to go out there. Okay, Dom has a, Dom, <laughs> Dom has a prediction. Let's hear it, Dom. I, I think it's too wild, but you never know. And like week, 
five, Keith might go out there for a week. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So in Karen's fifth, fifth week out there. It might. You never know. Yeah. He goes out there for a week, spends a week with a little holiday together. And they come back. But I want to say one thing about Luke, uh, Lucas very quickly is that Brooke, when he, Brooke and Lucas have obviously been up all night looking after Peyton. Um, and um, Lucas says, Do you want me to follow you home? Meaning you're tired and you're going to be driving. Do you want me to follow you home? He has a tow truck. Just tow her car home. <laughs> just to, wh- why are you following her? Just, just drag it. <laughs> she can sit with you. Solution. It's true. It's true. Because it is Keith's got motors and towing. (laughs) Well, um, what did you think of uh, Karen going to Italy for the cooking school, Emily? And do you potentially think that it was just a plot device to get Moira Kelly out because she needs to have a baby in real life? Yeah, that's definitely what it's for. I think it, it kind of is a good thing for her because, you know, she's been, her entire life has been Lucas and the cafe. And this is something finally for her to do and that she wants to do. Not saying that she didn't want Lucas or the cafe, but something that she wants to do for herself. And yeah, I think it's a good thing. But, oh, it's definitely a plot device for sure. <laughs> did you think this, Dom, like knowing that she was pregnant in real life, did you think that this was what they were doing like to get her out so she could have the baby in real life? I'd forgotten. Ah. But now you've mentioned it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten. Uh, so you'd mentioned it pretty much at the first episode that she's always shot from like this angle. Yeah. <laughs> or she's holding laundry baskets or she's always got something in her hands. Um, and I think it was the episode where they went to the uh, small business league or whatever it's called. The Justice League. The Justice League episode. <laughs> but she was picking out dresses and you didn't know there was no noticeable bump or anything like that. And and I'm I'm sure they filmed her as all of her, but I might have um, mistaken that. Um, so I'd I'd completely forgotten it. So um, yeah, absolutely. Well, now you've now you've reminded me. Yeah, definitely, it was a plot device. I will say when she's like tucking Keith in, she kind of like does the blanket, and you can see her pregnant belly whenever that she like does the blanket over him. And uh, I, right. I always notice that every single time whenever I'm. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look out for that as well. Okay, so uh, yeah, but what? So, what did you think? It's a good that she's going to Italy, and it's a positive thing, and maybe it's good for Lucas to have a bit of space. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing, and it'll only do good for her and her cooking, and she'll learn some new stuff too. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. About when the voicemail of the guy from Italy. Uh, doing you know saying come to the cooking school or whatever on Lex and Ryan's podcast uh, the River Court cast I don't know if you've ever listened to that Emily um, I have not but I've listened to Tree Hill Talk and I, I should listen to the River cast I, I think I'd like it I think you would as well yeah all all both of those podcast Tree Hill Talk obviously excellent we just did Clueless with Alyssa and Michelle from It Takes Three uh, for okay, the mighty I'll, 90s. I wondered if that was because I saw whenever you guys had uploaded it, whenever I was in my meetings, that it was clueless. And I was like, oh, that's the one that Michelle and Liz wanted to do. You're, yeah, I so. think you were like that episode. That was a really fun one. Um, 
and then yeah but uh and lex and ryan's river court cast is brilliant it's really good they both both the tree hill talk and river court cast have great sort of different perceptions that are mm. equally brilliant um but on their podcast i remember them saying that they thought it was really funny that the person's accent on that voicemail was clearly someone like pretending putting on an italian accent and they reckon it was probably like a placeholder like they were like someone from crew just sort of recorded it in and then they thought they'd get you know an actual italian person to overdub it later and they just maybe forgot to do it (laughs) did you think the accent sounded okay i thought it was all right yeah i thought it was possible (laughs) it was okay just chuck any old generic voice on there and hope they go, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, Karen, <laughs> we got a spacer for you. <laughs> Come to the cookery class. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's fine. I get away with that. I'm half Spanish. It's cool. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, Don, what did you think about Karen's, you know, trip to Italy and cooking? You think, uh, yeah, what do you think? Um, I think so many things about this. So many things. I think the her exit before she um, goes to get on the flight. Oh my god! Very important. Yeah. Key. Kissing Keith. <laughs> Emily, were you happy about this kiss? How do you feel about it? Yes, I was very happy about the kiss. I I ship Keith and Karen so much. They're one of the. They should be. One true pairing, do you know OTP? They, they're they one of my OTPs from the show. <laughs> Wait, what does OTP stand for? One true pairing. Oh, one true pairing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, have you heard that before? No. Uh, OTP, yeah. Why would I have heard it before? I don't know. <laughs> no, but this, this is not just a one tree hill thing. This is... this. No, all fandoms, they are... Almost every fandom has an OTP or multiple OTPs. So, oh, I love that. See, it's it's from different universes. They might have it in Star Trek or something. (laughs) Saving Private Ryan, unlikely. Yeah, they might. (laughs) Oh, how did you feel, Dom, when you saw the kiss? I thought this. it, It had to happen. It was vital. And they'd been dancing around it the whole episode, hadn't they? Talking about what Keith had said. So obviously his confession of loving Karen and always having loved her and being the father of Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, I, part of me expected her to come back with, um, in six weeks' time, with a love interest. Mm. So A bit like a... You know, when do, do you watch Friends, Emily? Yes, yes, I know exactly what you're going to say. Ross. <laughs> yeah, when Ross goes away and he comes back with Julie. Yes. Julie! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Yes, that's that's kind of what I was expecting. But I, d- I don't know how that's going to play out now because there's there's been that kiss. I think if she hadn't have done the kiss, it would have happened or he would have... Uh, okay, so this is kind of what I think is... Without the kiss, she finds someone in Italy. They have a great connection. It becomes a thing, maybe a long, long distance thing, and they visit. Um, they kiss. It could have been like Paolo in Friends. She <laughs> yeah. brings back Paolo. She... <laughs> <laughs> um, they do the kiss. She goes away for six weeks thinking, I really, really like him. I can't wait to get back to him and see him and kind of see what happens. But now 
Debs has moved into the frame a little bit more and he's going to be taking on that role of what Karen was doing, kind of helping look after Lucas, but running a cafe, getting to know Haley better. Nathan might be around a bit more. But I think I said this, that Debs and Keith seem to have this bond, but this bond has been broken probably by Dan separating them, not wanting them to be as, as good of friends as they are. Um, and to try and separate them a little bit because it's almost like too good and I think their bond is going to get stronger and it's going to be a point of tension so I think Karen might come back to them being a lot closer and will be jealous of this so, so Dom thinks you think that there's going to be something between potentially building between Keith and Deb that's going to be put a wedge between Karen and Keith Kev's is happening yeah Dom likes to call them Karen and no Keith and Deb Keb. Keb, I like it. <laughs> well, how do you? Thief didn't work. How would you? <laughs> how would you feel about a pairing of Keith and Deb, Emily? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be such a bad thing. I, I think getting her away from Dan would be a good thing. In all honesty, I don't know if Keith is the right person to go with i i guess <laughs> oh are you thinking whitey as well then <laughs> <laughs> no i i don't know that, I, I had never thought of deb and whitey together i just think like, whitey <laughs> and all the women <laughs> absolute ladies man well okay so okay Okay, okay, okay. So we also, we get the moments before this of Keith and Karen in the cafe and Karen has made dinner for Keith and Keith's helping her put up shelves and uh, they have a nice conversation about, Keith is saying that he wants to go after things in his life. He's let things happen to him rather than him going out and getting what he wants. And, uh, And then his, we think... We think he's talking about him and Karen, right? That he hasn't... But then Karen says, oh, I can relate. But she's talking about her cooking career. So you kind of think it's going off left field until you get that kiss at the end. I I think she's only talking about the cooking career to throw him off the scent a little bit. I think she's too scared to bring it up. And then when she gets to the airport, she has to bring it up because she knows that's what she's meant all the way through. Mm. What did you think? What did you think of these moments in the cafe, Emily? Um, well, I, with Keith and Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really, I didn't really write much down other than that Keith asks her if they should still take chances. And I thought that that was a good thing to, to ask, you know, because Karen's been with her entire life has been about Lucas and she hasn't really taken probably too many chances. And he, Keith has probably not taken too many chances either. You know, he's, he might've taken a chance when he opened up the auto repair shop, but I don't know how many other, cause we, we don't know what these characters have been going, been going through for the pe- until that we meet them, you know? So. Yeah, totally. And I like that. It's all about, you got to take some leaps of faith in life, you know? And uh, if it was like, yeah, like you said, I don't think Keith has taken any really. Um, so yeah, good for him. What I really like is that their ship would be called Keith or Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah. It works. 
and people combine the last and the last names sometimes are combined so like maybe like so or Rot, rot, rot. Yeah, <laughs> rot. Rot's a great one. <laughs> so maybe so because they're sewing the fabrics of love. I like that too. <laughs> Emily liked it. Dom, so, I haven't had a reaction yet. Sowing the seeds of love. That's the a song. Seeds. Sowing the seeds of love. Sing along. Anyway. Sowing the, uh, <laughs> the seeds of love. It's a song. I don't. Know. Okay, we have to talk about songs. There was actually some. There was. Oh my god! There is a big song moment in this episode. Emily, it looks like you're with me on this. Yes, I wrote. I'm pretty sure I wrote the same one down as my song. Okay. Fade by Switchfoot. Oh, that that wasn't my song, but that is also. That wasn't yours. That's not my one, but that's also a great song. Did you have a song choice? No. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I, I'm joking. I'm being very mean to you, Dom, this episode. You I'm do this sorry. whenever we have a guest on. It's horrible. <laughs> That's basically, I'm Nathan and you're Hayley. And, and <laughs> yes! Emily, you're Tim. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, Hayley's so down, low down my list, because it's me. <laughs> right, Tim, over there. <laughs> or in Oklahoma. <laughs> Wow, that really tickled him. He really liked that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about being Tim. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're, oh, it's bro- okay. we're bros. We're bros. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep feeding me the ball on the court, though, yeah? Don't give the ball to Lucas. Got it. Can do it. <laughs> That's okay. You're not Tim. You're not Tim material. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, okay, so uh, can we take a minute to... To give some respect to Keith's boots, we saw his boots again. Good boots, right? Got good boots. We saw him last on the basketball court playing in them boots. On the river court. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Is that enough on Keith and Karen? Yeah, I think that's all I had. Wrote down. Okay. Who should we move on? Should we move on to Nathan and Haley? Should we just touch on Debs quickly, or do we want to do a whole Debs and Dan thing as well? I mean, we could probably do Deb and Dan relatively quickly, I think. Yeah. Dan's think not in it a lot at all, is he, really? No, just that one scene. He has really good hair, Paul Johansson, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> Yes, he does. We he really think, does. We can think <laughs> what we want about him as a character. Dom, I'm having a serious moment. He's broken. Okay. <laughs> He's got really good hair. Sleep deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> he's broken, Emily. Do, do you oh, not think he's? Do you not think he's got really good hair, Dom? Great hair, beautiful man. Good hair, right? Really solid. Yeah, really good hair. He follows our Instagram page, apparently. He does. Really? That's em- awesome. <laughs> Emily, you can have an exclusive here. We haven't actually said it publicly, but we've actually been in contact with Paul Johansson, and he's. Oh, how cool. He's going to come on uh, the podcast at some point. Uh, we, we were just working it out. But, um, yeah, he's going to come on at some point. So I, to oh, his, that, That's awesome. That's exciting. We will say to him, the first thing I'll say is I'll say, Paul, welcome. You have great hair. <laughs> <laughs> and no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. He, I think he would be good. He's a good guest to have. I think he would do good for you guys. And, yeah. He's a great he's actor. 
Yeah, and he's such a good villain, you know? I watched um, Beverly Hills 90210, and he plays a villain on there, too, in season five. Ooh. And he, he does a really good job in that show, too. So Nice. Cool. Very I didn't cool. know that. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so should we talk about Dan? We can wrap him quickly, then. Well, if we talk about Debs. So Debs yeah. is taking over the cafe in Karen's absence. Uh, we know my theory that she's going to get close to Keith um, but more importantly it's when she reveals that to Dan mm-hmm. and Dan um, uh, what I loved is that as soon as Dan started looking around the room I was thinking oh he's looking for cameras yeah, you I knew was, that yeah yeah I was like he's looking for cameras and, <laughs> she, and she goes what the hell are you doing and he's like oh I'm looking for the cameras because this has got to be some sort of joke or something like oh, whatever hidden camera show um, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> right. Okay. So, slight tangent. Okay. I, I have a little story about this. I was at a barbecue, at one of my friend's barbecues once. And uh, this is a, it's probably about five years ago. I was there with my wife. Loads of our friends were there. Um, and there was the person whose barbecue it was. His mum was there and some of her friends, like older friends. And um, I don't know really what happened, but this woman older woman came over to me and was uh, asking me questions about a reference or something that she'd done for someone that for for our business and I said oh yeah I'm sure I she was saying have I got it so on and so forth I was like, yeah I'm sure I probably got it I'll check on Monday this is like a Saturday right anyway one thing led to another she just sort of I was being very cool very calm she just snaps and just starts shouting at me like in the middle of this barbecue like I think she I don't know whether she was drunk. I don't know if she was having a bad day. I don't know what was going on, right? But I think in later, she probably reflected on it and was a bit embarrassed. I don't know. Anyway, she just snaps at me and starts shouting. And I just start going, like, looking around and then turning around. And I was like, oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> uh, but, like, but it's basically just ripping off the, the camera move thing. Yeah. Uh, but when I did it, it got like a big reaction out of people that was around, sort of like laughing at it and stuff. But I never revealed that I stole it from Dan Scott off of One Tree Hill. <laughs> but, there, awesome. but there it is. Um, I think she apologized to me later that night, which was fine. Uh, but I still got that Dan Scott moment. So even though he is our villain, you can learn a few things from him <laughs> and use it in your everyday life. <laughs> What did you think of the camera moment, Emily? Oh, I thought it was funny. Um, it remind me of reminded me of like Punked with Ashton Kutcher. You know, that's kind of what because that was around the same time as this episode aired. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then that's kind of it for him, isn't it? Yeah, he's just. Um, the, it's the line where he says, "You didn't discuss this with me," to Debs. I always call her Debs, but everyone else calls her Deb. I just like throwing the S in. So I call her Debs. Um, he says, you didn't discuss this with me. And she says, uh, oh, like all the changes that you've made with Lucas, uh, all the changes you've made with Nathan recently that you discussed with me, uh, whatever. And he's like, what does he say? He says, um, rich, not retribution, like, revenge is a horrible color or something like that yeah he said something along those lines which is basically like stop being a bitch Debs but I think she's well within her rights to be a bitch because 
he's he's a horrible human being. He basically gets all excited that she's going to go back to work and get out, basically. He's <laughs> sort of like, oh, great. The house yeah. is mine again. <laughs> well, and that she would, he would have control over Nathan again. She wouldn't sort of be meddling in hyphenated brackets, you know. Actually, that's a very good point because Nathan hasn't really had any interactions since she's come back with Dan, except mm. for the basketball game. Well, I guess because the last basketball game Dan missed because he was at like the Justice League. We haven't had a basketball game since then, have but, we? But I mean, since the the dad versus father son, yeah, yeah, um, team game, yeah, um, they've not really had any screen time. Yeah, so he was even doing his weights and stuff in this episode on Nathan. I mean, he was doing weights on his own, and in previous episodes, it's been Dan that's been controlling that. And yeah, I hadn't really clocked that. That since Debs's return or introduction, he's been Nathan has been more and more left alone. Well, what do we? That's we move into Deb. Yeah, I think I think we sort of covered off Deb and Dan together there. Oh, that was kind of it. That yeah. It. Do you have anything else you want to add for Deb or Dan, Emily? Well, Dan kind of says that he thinks Nathan could do better because he asks Deb where Nathan is, and. Deb says, oh, he's on a date with Haley. And she's, he says, oh, her dad works for the power company or the electric company. And he's like, she, he could do so much better than her. And I, how do you know, Dan? <laughs> right. Mercy date. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what he calls it. Yeah. Mercy date. That, yeah. that is really important because it also further goes in to show how Dan looks at people. Um, and treats people i heard a really good quote yesterday it said you can judge you can judge someone's character on how they treat people that they don't have to treat well i mean in you know people that i don't know you know homeless people or you know mm -hmm. people waiters and delivery people or anyone that people feel like not that they able to not treat them well it, you can judge someone on how they treat those people do you know what i mean when there's nobody else around to judge it um it's uh and dan falls into the category of treating people he doesn't have to treat well poorly so you can see him as you know that's kind of him isn't it yeah at this point of time absolutely uh, i think it's really important that um deb defends nathan and Haley and says that actually you're from a similar background to Haley, so maybe you should learn to like her mm. and respect her because you're of a similar he, upbringing. And he said, she says, you know, my dad had the same, or my mom or dad or whatever had the same feelings about you. And he said, well, I proved them wrong. He said, well, then you've got to allow Haley the same chance to prove you wrong as well then. Yeah, I really like that um, there isn't the typical kind of boosters that we, I thought we were going to see like the Sherry's of of the world. Is it Sherry? Yeah, yeah. And she's she's um very much like her own person. She kind of she's kind of Karen's brain in a rich house, isn't she? Really, it's kind of how I see it. So, if that wraps up Deb and Dan, shall we move on to Haley and Nathan? Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> why don't you kick us off emily should we start with nathan yeah we can um well he kind of starts off 
he's booking weights at his house. I feel isn't that the first okay. And Brooke comes and tells him, Hey, I'm sorry about what what happened the other night. I'm gonna make it up to you. Um, I'm gonna appease the karma gods. And so that's where we kind of start with Nathan. He's at his house and then doesn't doesn't he go to the record store too? But we got we talked about that already. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the next time he kind of shows up is maybe outside the cafe where they start the date, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. So um, he shows up and Haley's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, didn't Brooke tell you that I was going to be here at eight? And she was like, well, yeah, but I, I didn't think that it was actually going to happen or whatever, you know. And so, yeah, and then they... He, she can, he convinces Haley to go on the date and they read the card. I don't even remember what the card said. I think they had to say three nice things about each other. Yeah. There's yeah. three things they like about each other. Like about each other. Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. remember? Dom's got a very good memory for this stuff. Oh, he looks, he looks like he's struggling. I believe he can do it. This is, this is how much I believe in you. What were those three things, Dom? Could that Haley liked? No, Nathan liked about. Haley, because I think he went first. How patient she is with him. Yep. <laughs> and doesn't treat him like an idiot. <laughs> While he's thinking, Emily, so that we're treating everyone equally here, Emily, can you remember what Haley said she liked about Nathan? Well, I remember the very last part she says that he's not bad to look at, even. After that, Nathan kind of inferred that that was what she was going to say. So I remember Haley's one. Yeah, that's right. Haley had the Haley liked Nathan's smile when he got something right. Yeah, that was another one. And she and Haley also liked that Nathan lets her in. Yeah, like beyond what he does with other people. Was that one of his as well? He can be honest with her. Yeah, maybe. Can you remember? Can you remember Nathan's one to Haley? I think they only gave us two of Nathan's. I think the other one was that she doesn't go postal on him during their tutor and ses- sessions. I think it's the other one. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Nice. <laughs> okay, well, they end up at uh, the lingerie store, and Nathan buys her something, you know, like a nice sort of, we would call it a nighty here, but I guess. I thought it was a silk dressing gown. Oh, is it a silk dressing gown? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And and Emily, what did Haley buy Nathan? Socks, because that was the safest choice. Right. Nice. More reason why Haley's a great character. I knew it was socks. You knew? I knew it would be socks. Nice. Because Haley's like quite timid and sensible. Reserved. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the uh, the the sensible, obvious choice. Well, they then go for dinner. Uh, Haley orders what, Emily? Macaroni and cheese, which is very funny. Macaroni and cheese is my favorite food as well. But I love when she says it's food of the gods because it's true. It is. <laughs> yeah, love if, that. If your god is a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> And Nathan has, he says... Nathan has the macaroni and cheese. Oh, he has it as well? No, he, he has it because it's 
Uh, you have to order your favorite food for them. Ah, so okay. Because Haley orders him macaroni and cheese. Because that's why he says, "Is there any chance that your favorite food is lobster, prime rib, or prime rib?" Yeah. Yeah. And she says, "No, we don't have a lot of that in my house." Ah, where was I? (laughs) Were you drunk again? (laughs) One time. So much prosecco. One time. One time. Oh, that's the only thing I've got. <laughs> but then, then she has lobster because he orders it for her. Oh, okay. So there was lobster. There was lobster. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But, yeah, that's what he ordered was lobster. But yeah. she, he asked her if prime rib happened to be her favorite food. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Nice. Okay. But then, ah, oh, then the horrible bit happens. Tim and the boys come over. Now, Dom, as a first-time viewer, when you saw them coming over, did you think this is what was going to happen? As soon as they arrived, I thought, he's going to screw it up now and she's going to get up and walk off. But it's that really horrible moment where he just needs to go, do you know what? Fuck off, lads. I'm busy. <laughs> he doesn't have to say anything more, that's, doesn't have to say anything more than that, does the he? The most British way of saying <laughs> it. <laughs> Get out of here, lads, yeah, you scallywags. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. But he, he doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to justify his reason for being there. He doesn't have to justify anything. He just has to say, can you go away? We're busy. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. And who cares what they think? Or just, yeah. Or just, yeah, I'm on a date with a beautiful woman. I'm, yeah, see you later. See you tomorrow. Or, yeah, see ya. Like, yeah, I am gay. yeah as jake would say well what i mean what did you what did you think of of this emily oh nathan made an ass of himself whenever that he whenever that he told the boys no that we're just i'm just getting tutored by her i'm not on a date with her and he should have just been honest you know you know earlier i said men are stupid this this was my men are stupid moment (laughs) but i think these programs make us stupid or make us appear stupid. Yeah. Because I don't think I would do anything like that. I know you definitely wouldn't do anything like that. Yeah, not now. <laughs> I was like, well, I would, I would hope I would hope not. But you have to remember he's meant to be, what, 16, 17 years old, mm-hmm. right? Um, I can't say that that's not the sort of thing that potentially a 16, 17-year-old me would have done. I hope that it wouldn't have been. But we learn, we change, we evolve. One Tree Hill helps us with this stuff. Um, <laughs> it betters us. It does better us. It's true. So it's a horrible moment. Um, but then Haley, oh, she says something like, "You son of a bitch, you fooled me again." Something like that. You know, she says, "You know, when I just started to think you weren't a son of a bitch, there you go, and you fool me again." I think, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Emily. Emily smashing the lines today. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, the next part for Haley and Nathan is Nathan's throwing pebbles at Haley's parents' window, and uh, and what happens, Dom? She appears <laughs> and says, "If you want to wake up my parents, keep keep doing that because that's their their room." Um, and she's already outside. I don't know if she like walks around the back or if she was already out. I feel like she was like walking home she was from already... somewhere, maybe. But... Yeah, maybe she'd only just got home. Yeah. She's been yeah. out walking all night thinking yeah. about Nathan. You never know. Um, 
and they get into a bit of a, a row because he he knows he's an idiot and he's done something wrong and he said all the wrong things and he's upset her uh and then he says quite a nice thing that he wants to be able to um for, for, it's kind of like for her to be comfortable or happy being seen with him yeah he wants to moment. be a guy that's good enough to be seen with her yeah something like that yeah that's it that's what he says and then what happens emily oh well Haley says at this point there's nothing that you could say that or do that's going to surprise me and then nathan kisses her and she whenever that they stop kissing she says accept that and you shouldn't have done that nathan and nathan's like well i wanted to and then she's like yeah and then she kisses him back and there is is that the song that you chose that plays then yes yes that's the song that i chose now when i watched this i was like that's my song choice until we get to another song a little bit later that i will say uh but it has a bit of meaning behind more meaning behind it but that moment and dom doesn't know because he's just he's starting but i like to point out to him when the moments are like iconic when they're like the t-shirt print meme worthy moments and that is one of them okay yeah big one oh what what did you what did you think of it emily as a first kiss moment? i thought it was a pretty good first kiss i mean it's not it wasn't a bad i thought it was a good kiss dom a good moment yeah it was better than uh Peyton and Lucas's first kiss which was incredibly public um so yeah a good moment and it was it was a good um one opportunity for him to show how he really feels and to kind of shut her up and it was kind of like the only thing that he could do to really win her over now is to is to go all in with a kiss and he did it and he's developing right he's changing like and he's made he's saying to her he's making a conscious effort to be better and that she Mm -hmm. is a catalyst for him changing and i think that's really important um and a really great moment i still think the comment that he'd made to peyton a few episodes ago about quitting basketball quitting cheerleading and moving away from it all and doing something different i still think that that's what he's edging towards and Haley is his way of doing that that's his release okay he's found someone that he can escape with okay 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 um and then the i guess have we got anything else to say on nathan and Haley? oh just at the very end whenever that um nathan is with his buddies and Haley kind of looks over at him and then he walks over and kind of pushes her hair out of her face and kind of acknowledges that hey i'm with her now that moment was so important yes um and now that this brings me to so i'm going to spoil it for the judgments but it brings me to my musical choice uh where the song is pete francis untold and it's the it says don't go with your dreams untold it's basically says it over and over what sings it over and over again now dom asked me on our first bonus episode you said um when did i feel the moment of this is the show that's like i'm inspired by or whatever and i said there's a moment coming up and i'll tell you when we get there so the first time i watched it the first run through i didn't make it all the way to the end i got to like season seven or something do you remember i told you and i had job switch and whatever and then so then i restarted because i wasn't happy enough to watch the show um 
And like, that got me into basketball, etc., etc. Great. The second run where I'd started my new job in learning disabilities, like Emily, and uh, I started watching it. It was this exact episode, this exact montage, this exact song where it's the montage of them all sort of going off into their new directions. Karen is going off to Italy to get what her like dreams are. Keith has got Karen, right? It, potentially, we've got the kiss. That's his dreams, right? Nathan and Haley sort of getting together. Uh, and Nathan is becoming a better person. He is being with Haley publicly, brushing her hair back, all of this sort of stuff. And that song really inspired me. And it was to the point of, well, actually, I want to be on these, make these changes and be on this trajectory as well. And uh, yeah, it was that moment where I felt so inspired from the show and really identified with it. So I'm glad we finally got there. Uh, and that song, I have it downloaded on my phone. I've listened to it hundreds of times over the years. Great song. The jury rests. <laughs> So do we have, I think the only other people we haven't spoken about are the River Court guys that we get for a moment. How was it to see the guys again, Dom? Uh, it was nice to have them back in it. Um, and I think their involvement needs to start creeping back in. Um, because that five, like I was saying earlier, is very quickly going to need um, another section to bounce off of. So Lucas is going to need another outlet eventually. Uh, and it, that might then event be the introduction to Nathan into them. Mm. Potentially. Nathan with the River Court guys. That would be good. <laughs> well, we oh, get the nice isolated conversation between Mouth and Brooke. And we get the yeah, sort of... Yeah, I wonder if we were going to cover that. Yeah. What did you think of that, Emily? Oh, I, I really liked it. I like Brooke and Mouth. And I think that they would be good friends together. And especially when I first watch it I thought oh that, that's an interesting pairing and that's something that One Tree Hill does really good especially in like the sad, those groups of people have been together and this glimpse of together and I think they can be good friends whenever that she said do you have a girlfriend and he said that well I have a knack for setting I thought that was cute really cool and i love the bit where she's like what's your name and he's like mouth and she's like oh that was my <laughs> nickname oh, yeah. at summer camp and he's like well because i slept with my mouth open <laughs> i love that part <laughs> not where i thought that was gonna go honestly whenever yeah. i first watched <laughs> same <laughs> well i think that's it we didn't get any jake or any uh, any whitey no Jake, which Dom always has this prediction that if you don't get a character in this episode, it means we're going to get a lot of them in the next episode. So is that what you were thinking with Jake? Uh, yeah, tends to be. So we we saw pretty much a lot of everyone, with the exception of Dan, I suppose. Um, and then we didn't see Jake or Whitey. So Jake, we still need the explanation of Jake and the baby. Mm -hmm. um, now, my other theory is, well, it's not really a theory, it's fact is that when you watch the previously on one tree hill you get snippets of obviously what's happened in the last few episodes but whatever happens in in those snippets that they show you is what's going to carry on in the episode you're watching so i can i, I play a little prediction game with myself when i see that uh, and try and work out what's going to happen in that episode so i always wait for that 
watch that, then watch the credits, and then go into the episode with an idea of what I think is going to happen. Nice. Okay, is there anything else we didn't touch on before we get to our judgments? Emily, anything to add about any character, anyone we didn't sort of get to? I think we covered everybody pretty good. Excellent. Dom, you're happy? (laughs) I'm happy. Excellent. Okay, well, just before we go to our judgments, if you would like to be involved in our Patreon and get some additional content and put movies on our 90s wheel, etc., then you can find out that information by listening to this. He just became a raven. Hello and welcome to the Mighty 90s Podcast Network. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Mighty 90s Movie and TV Podcast, a look back at 90s movies we grew up with. And The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we'd love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. You receive one week early access on all of our podcast episodes, a patron shout out on the podcast, access to our monthly One Tree Hill bonus episode, exclusive access to non-90s movies that we will cover and a 90s movie title of your choice on the wheel. Your movie title choice will be put on this wheel and at the end of each Mighty 90s episode we will spin the wheel and that will decide what movie we will cover next. The second tier, Varsity. All of the perks from Junior Varsity and you get to add a non-90s movie from any year to the wheel and the final tier hall of fame if there is anyone out there that loves our work this much then we want to speak with you so you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you to co-host an episode of the podcast with us we appreciate any level of support from an instagram follow to any of our patreon tiers we love doing this and we appreciate you all be gentle with us and wear gloves so judgments so we'll go round. so emily as our guest who was your favorite performer who gave the best acting performance for you of this episode well this is going to be very biased because i I already said she was my favorite but sophia bush and brooke davis she gave a really good performance and she was brooke's character she was a really good friend this episode and yeah i think she did the best acting wise as well Nice. Dom? I would have to agree with Emily. Sophia Bush uh, wins this one for me. Um, She played um, apologetic very well. uh, And she's still funny. She was brave. All these, you know, emotions and and character types that she played in, in, in one episode. And I thought she was the complete opposite of how she was in the last episode and kind of how we've seen her previously. And she played Brooke so real towards the end as well. So Sophia Bush wins it for me this week. Okay. Who's yours? Oh, we're going to go with someone different, aren't we? Because that's just what he does. Well, actually, I agree. Oh, yes. (laughs) I think, yeah, for all of the reasons you said, I think Sophia Bush did a really good job. Um, I think she's 
I think the acting on the show is really good from everybody. There are no dry spots here. Um, but she, yeah, she's really good in this episode. So yeah, I can't add anything. You guys said it already, so perfect. Okay, Emily, who's your favorite character? Can be different from performer. Okay, my favorite character. Um, I think Haley. There was something that we did forget. Haley said whenever that they said to give a secret. Haley said that she had cheated on a test the year before. We forgot. I forgot about that. But I think her character and showing that with Nathan and kind of being real with Nathan, I think that was good. So I think she was my favorite character in this episode. Yeah, good choice. And that is a good point. Yeah, she was like making up for her bad karma for cheating on the test by tutoring. Yeah, good point. Dom? I think it's going to have to be Brooke. He's doubling up. I'm doubling up. <laughs> I think just for all the same reasons as as before, is that the the character has come back to her original, my original theory of her, and that she's kind of a bit more of the conscience of the show. Um, and she had a, an off day, shall we say, in the, in the last episode. And she's it's this whole episode is about um, kind of fixing your karma isn't it and and doing what's right for for not only you but other other people um and restoring balance restoring order to the force <laughs> and uh Brooke really does this in this in this episode um and she she saves the day with um i think she saves the day with this episode so she saves the day with peyton um and gets the door opened and pushes gabe off of off of her, off of Peyton. Um, she gets Lucas over to take them home. She sorts out Haley and Nathan, and they're probably going to be super like loved up in the next episode. So I think she's done a great job in this episode. Mm. And I think the karma thing is really important as well. Like I think it's important to balance. I think you can do it. If you do some negative, you can do some positive. It balances it out and then you learn not to do the negative more in the future. So you don't have to do that and just put out more positive and then you get the positive energy back. It's all learnings. It's all one tree hill. This is what we do. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say Lucas because Dominic, put your head up. Because (laughs) Because, it, come on now, he... You can say whoever you want to say. He, he doesn't feel like I can. He, <laughs> he puts, he gets Karen the ticket, the plane ticket, non-refundable. He's Get put, rid of his mum for six weeks. Okay, move on. <laughs> Next point. He, he, he saves uh, Peyton. He allows him, he, you go on. He allows Brooke in a little bit, has nice moments with her. I agree Brooke has great moments in all of this. But yeah, I think I think Lucas is it's, mine. It's her vulnerability that at the end that stands out for me. And the fact that she, uh, by being her most true self, is is then the, the most attractive. And where who did she learn that from? Whitey. From Lucas, probably. Whitey. She learned it from Whitey. Emily? I, I've learned everything in my life from whitey <laughs> in the last eight episodes of the show. well i feel like lucas kind of does live his life in being vulnerable and i think that she probably sees that in him and kind of admires it 
So I, I would agree that it would be Lucas, but she probably has learned some stuff from Whitey as well. I don't know about the vulnerability. But... <laughs> nice. that. Good answer. Okay. <laughs> Favorite song, Emily? I picked Dare You to Move by Switchfoot, which plays whenever that Nathan and Haley share their first kiss. I, I liked Switchfoot even before that I watched the show. Um, I There's a movie with Mandy Moore this um called what is it called a walk to remember and they play i think that i don't know if it's this song or a different switchfoot song and that's kind of where that i discovered them from that movie so I, whenever i heard it in the show i was like oh yeah that's gotta be that's one of my favorite songs from that episode so yeah i really like that song i'm actually i'm gonna download that after this actually <laughs> it's a good song i actually didn't recognize any of the songs um in the episode, a bit disappointed because I, I wasn't I wasn't up to date with them all. But if you send me over the names of who they are, because what I do, I also don't look up any of the songs in case it links to an episode. Um, so I tend to Shazam it because mm-hmm. I can just find out who it is straight away. But I I didn't get the chance to on this episode. So if you send me over the names of the ones you've picked, and I'll listen to them. Okay. Because I, I I haven't had the opportunity to listen to it enough in this episode, and I only get like little snippets. And I I think a lot of the time I'm so focused on the the content of the episode rather than the music that's playing, unless I immediately recognise the music, um, which I didn't on this episode, unfortunately. Okay, we'll do that. We'll get his we'll get his uh his judgment on the next one for that. I would pick uh, Untold by Pete Francis, Emily. Who is your favorite background performer? Okay. I wrote down the guy who lets Brooke in Gabe's room, that he was my favorite background character this time. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I like that. Dom? I picked the same guy. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I picked the same guy because she goes, like, is this is this your room or whatever? Uh, or, she's trying to get in the door. And he's like, hey, that's my that's my room. What are you doing? And she's like, well, open it up. And he just opens it up. And that's it. He has absolutely zero question as to yeah. what's going on. But I, I, I liked him. He just let things just happen, didn't he? So Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Is yours going to be our mate? Ravens. Yeah. We have this guy that we pick, you know? <laughs> the Ravens! <Yeah>. That, that <laughs> guy. I, I saw him, uh, but I'm not picking him this week because he, uh, he was part of the mob that ruined, you know... Nailey's date. Um, I liked um, when when uh, Brooke's looking for who she wants and she sees Abercrombie. There's a guy where she's just like, "Oh, too nerd." <laughs> I, I, I like that guy. It's just like he was just he was just chilling. He didn't know he was he was almost in the running for some Brooke Davis, but it didn't happen. Uh, okay. And then last but not least, we have to, as a collective, all three of us, agree on a rating. Okay. So let's start with you, Emily, as our guest. What would you rate this out of 10? I think this one's a solid eight or nine, probably like an eight and a half. Can we, can we do halves? Can't do half. We have oh, to we go. can't do halves? It's whole numbers whole, only. Whole numbers only. Okay. Um, then I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Say, shoot for the nine. Shoot for the nine. (laughs) 
Tell us why. Give us a bit of reason. Well, this is our first of Naley, Nathan and Haley. I and I love them. Also, Keith and Karen, the kiss. You got you got to include that in there. And um, then the storyline with Brooke and Peyton and Lucas is really good. And I think it's pretty groundbreaking that they showed this on TV in 2003 of Peyton getting drugged. Yeah. So I think that that is it's an important episode, and that's why that I wanted to be on here with you guys for it, was because it's one of my favorites in the first season. But yeah, I would say a nine. Okay, I feel like Dom's going to be the most resistant, so let me go next. I'm going to say a nine as well, Emily, and I was thinking that myself for all of those same reasons. Important content, massive first moments of major relationships potentially we don't know how long they're gonna last it may may not happen may not whatever big moments great songs that montage at the end this if anything this is a 10 to me because this has got the biggest moment in it that impacted me and started a whole journey that you know changed my life so i would shoot for the for the 9 10 but i'm happy to, to sit there with the nine great performances perfect great writing dom what would you rate this? So. Oh no, here we go. When we started discussing it and we were getting into the episode, I was thinking, and after I watched it and stuff like that, I was thinking, that's a really good eight. But you've both convinced me it's a nine. I'm quite happy that it's a nine. Should we have gone for a ten? I wouldn't have gone we for ten. I wouldn't have gone for 10. No way. It's not, it's, okay. not, it's not a 10. Well, Emily, that's our second ever nine. So this is ranked as our highest rank, you know, rated episode so far to date. Wow. I'm glad I was here for it. Well, we're, we're glad you were here. You were awesome. Thank you so much for, for being a guest. It's uh, It's been a great experience for us. And we'll have to get you on again and you know let us know what you know one of your other favorite episodes of this season and we'll do it again awesome i would love to come back and thank you guys for having me it's been a lot of fun oh it's been an absolute pleasure i just say thank you so much and thank you for your support and it has been you know really great getting to know you and great hearing your thoughts on on the episodes and you did so well not to spoil anything and it must be so difficult and i I have no doubt that you could talk to simon for hours and hours and hours about everything that happens in it and uh you showed fantastic restraint and i just really i really appreciate that uh and i just appreciate uh your time as well so thank you so much for joining us yeah i I'm glad I didn't spoil anything. I there were a couple of times that I was trying to watch my face to make sure that I wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't written all over my face of what my thoughts were in my head. But <laughs> you did very well, very thank you. very well. Well, to everybody out there, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Tell a friend that loves One Tree Hill. Tell a friend that hates One Tree Hill. And they'll listen and they will also love One Tree Hill. (laughs) You can find us on social media, Dom. At Ravens Podcast on Instagram. And you've got to come in with us, Emily, for our Ravens on free chant to end this off. So, Dom, give us the count. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens.